back to Generations, the podcast where I, one of your hosts, Peter Jones, and I, Aubrey Jones, talk about whatever the heck we want. (laughs) And we took a little bit of an unplanned hiatus. Life has kind of been uh, been been a little busy. So Aubrey, how the heck you been doing? You know, I've been doing good. I finished out the semester. I passed all of my classes. (laughs) We love that. We do. Um, And of note, this is the first full semester as a uh, non-pre-med student. This is the first full semester as a physics major. Mm -hmm. Physics major, indeed. I finished the semester. I am super happy about that. Now I'm just kind of chilling, doing work, Um, working lots, trying to save up to do some fun things this summer. So, yeah. How How the heck have you been? Um, you know, getting through it. Uh, things have been busy. My uh, PA has been out for about a month and a half now on maternity leave. And so very happy for her. Uh, but it does mean that I've basically had to absorb all of that clinic load. So all of the patients who would have been seen by her or who we would have moved over to her schedule uh, that needed to be seen a little urgently are all coming to me. So I am currently booking patients in August. Yay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what it ends up meaning is that I just then work people in who need to be worked in sooner. And so I'm generally booked between 150 and 175% every day I'm in clinic. Wow. How does that even work then? Do you just have to stay super late or do them really fast so you can double book yourself? Or how do you do that? (laughs) I'm double booked. It just means I'm double booked. About every other appointment slot, I'm booked back to back at the same time. Lovely. Sometimes three people at the same time. So do you just do them really fast or... Do them as fast as I can to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and taking care of people well. And sometimes it means I'm behind. Lately, it means that, you know, our our last patient is supposed to be at 1150 so that then there's noon to one for lunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really take lunch. It just means that that's time for me to catch up on my notes Mm -hmm. from the morning uh, but lately what it means is that I'm seeing patients until about 12.45 or 12.50. And then they leave and then I have 10 minutes to try and do something before my one o'clock patient shows up. Lovely. That's just that's great. great. <laughs> it's super duper. Super but that's duper. all right. So uh, anything interesting going on lately? Anything that uh, you've been doing that's been fun or, or anything you wanted to mention? Oh, man. Um, Not much. I'm honestly trying to absorb the fact that, like, last summer I took, uh, like, nine or ten credits of classes on top of I went back to work full-time for the summer, and it, like, destroyed me. It was, like, worse than a regular semester because it felt like I was supposed to be doing all these fun summer things, but I had almost a full workload of school And was working almost 40 hours a week every week, sometimes 48 hours because we still had the mandatory on-call shifts. So it was like super, super unsustainable. And now I'm kind of like, 
what do I do with myself? <laughs> because I like right. will have days where I, I, cause I try and cluster my shifts to just be all like two days or three days in a row or whatever so that I can sure. have all these days off. And yeah, that's a great idea. on my days off, I'm like, what do, what do I do with myself? I'm like, I got to pick up a hobby or something, <laughs> which is really funny. And it's only happened for like, it's only been happening for like a week and a half or something. But right. I like have made a list of like crafts I want to do. And like, I want to nice. play the piano again because my roommate's family has a really nice grand piano in their house that I could. Cool try and do and yeah so i i'm really just like trying to absorb the fact that i don't really have anything to do unless i want to do things so i can get done all like the little tasks like spring cleaning and deep cleaning my room and cleaning out my car and you know all the things that i should be doing throughout the semester but never have time to do or energy And now I have the energy to do it. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm trying to, to trying to get all those weird tasks done, and then Hayden will be here for the summer soon, and he'll start his job. He's working at primaries again, and he is getting paid more than me, which is also quite silly. But <laughs> that'll be great for him, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how it happens. <sighs> Apparently. But, yeah, I honestly am just trying to, like, fully absorb how, like, burnt... Like, just trying to absorb being relaxed for for the next few weeks before I try and do anything, you know, super fun or super crazy just because the semester really kicked my behind really really bad and I didn't realize how bad it was until after it finished and then I was like wow I have no energy to do literally anything and I just want to lay in bed all day every day and not move and not talk to anybody so (laughs) I'm emerging (laughs) no you know I get that I get that because I was thinking about that today Uh, a friend had said something about how they made this map and they put little marking pins or something in it for every place that they have traveled to as a family. Uh, and this person was t- commenting on how, you know, they wish they had more time and more money to travel more. And my reaction to that was just complete and total revulsion. <laughs> like, no, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place right now where the thought of traveling and the energy that it requires and everything about that is so utterly overwhelming to me that I'm not even remotely interested. Yeah, fair enough. Like if, if you were honestly like, hey, you got a free trip to Europe or something like that for a week, you just have to, you know, prepare for it right. and do this and everything. I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> wow. I, I would not. Wow. I would like to not. Fair please. enough. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's probably not a healthy place to be, but hey, it's where I am right now. So whatever. We're working through it. <laughs> that's all we can do. So. But what has been, what has been exciting and keep you at least head above water? I know you play Dungeons and Dragons. What else? We do. What else you got keeping your head above water? 
Sometimes music is a, a part of that. And I say sometimes because I've kind of gone through, I mean, I haven't listened to music at work for the last, I don't know, three weeks, mm. something like that. I always turn it on in the OR just because that's like tradition and it's expected. And if there's no music in the OR, everybody's weirded out by it. <laughs> but I just like, I get to the office and I'm like, eh, I'm going to be walking in and out. I don't really care. I, I don't even bother to turn anything on, mm. but, but sometimes, you know, that, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still reading. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, stay on top of that and make sure that I keep reading something for fun. Um, I don't know. Kind of sounds like I'm not doing a very good job, and that's probably accurate and whatever. That's fine. You know, <laughs> you're doing what you're doing, and you're still alive, so something's got to be working. I mean, sometimes that's all we can be is alive, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> and that's <You> know? okay. <laughs> that is okay. So, well, we don't have like a real big groundbreaking topic, and I'll be honest, I hadn't like saved up a bunch of um, – you know, found any interesting articles for us to talk about or anything. But one thing that did happen recently <clears throat> is it was hospital week. Mm -hmm. And so last Monday, a week ago yesterday, as I pulled, came kind of over the little hill that's on the side, that's uh, east of the hospital and came down the other side, which is usually where I turn in and then go and park in the physician parking lot that's by the office building. As I came around the corner, there was a big old sign stuck in the grass. And I am trying to remember what it said. There were two of them. Yeah, you know, I don't remember what one of them was, but it instantly just it made me grumpy. <laughs> and then as I got out of the car and was walking into the, the hospital, I saw another that said, well, I'm going to figure out how to post it in the chat for you and share it with you. All right. If I can figure out how to do that, <laughs> because you know, I don't do this very often in Zoom. <laughs> True. And so I'm kind of figuring this out as we go, which is great podcasting content. Great. I understand that. Yes. But hey, you know what? Look, we've we've been off for a little bit, so give me a break. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, tell me a little bit about hospital week for you guys. So what did your hospital do? We had it mainly as nurses week and caregiver week. That was the the big focus of everything. Ah, I see. Which <laughs> what was kind of funny is I'll start with this. On one of the days, you know, they had like different treats every day or like meals and random stuff. But one of the days there was cinnamon rolls up in like the auditorium because there's like a nurse's award called the Daisy Award. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Daisy yep. Award. Yep, <laughs> and so the founders of the Daisy Award came to our hospital and there was like a meet and greet. You could go meet the 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 founders of the Daisy Award and get a cinnamon roll. Oh, my gosh, that's so inspiring. <laughs> but, of course, 
it's, you know, it was like, this is just for the nurses. This is just the caregivers. And then (laughs) people got real mad when like physicians were going in and taking a cinnamon roll. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So I just thought that was hilarious. But that was on one of the days that I worked last week. I worked three days and that was for one of the days. The next day was like they catered Zhao, the the Asian restaurant for us. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was... I'm disappointed that when they catered Zhao, that, that didn't mean that they were providing catering to the hardcore metalcore band Zhao. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been but, cool. But of I course mean, not. I don't know. No. Um, and then the next day was like management made you breakfast. It was like thanks mm. a brunch. No. <laughs> but of course, there's like you know a theme every day where they had a little meal or something, and then there's little gifts that they handed out like Happy Nurses Week, you get three pieces of chocolate. Happy Nurses mm. Week, you get this bag of popcorn that is already stale. Happy Nurses Week, we're going to make you bacon at 10 in the morning when it's the busiest part of your day, so the chances are it's going to be really cold by the time you can actually go to the break room to get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. What did what did you so, guys do? I'm curious. Well, so, you know, they, they said it was... They, they, they made sure that they mentioned Nurses Week, but then again, it was also Hospital Week, mm-hmm. apparently. I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> rules about this. I could not possibly give less of a... <laughs> so, putting that aside, <clears throat> first of all, we had signs outside around the hospital. Mm. Did you check in the chat? I'm Take downloading it right now. It's It okay. was like, this is a mysterious file. Are you sure you want to download this? So I'm... Oh my goodness. Yeah. So mysterious. I'm just telling it yes, so I can okay. see what this Once is. Once you get it, you can pop it open and describe it for our audience. Mm. All right. Let's see if it actually downloaded for me. <sighs> wow, it seems to not want to... Can you download again? Wow, this is just really being difficult for me right now. Well, that's precious. Let me try one other thing. Oh, now we have the check mark. Okay, open. Oh, never mind. The check mark went away. It's making me download it again. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe I can do this. This is, wow, this is just so special. All right, down. The problem is probably is it's coming up as a high efficiency image file because it was from my phone. I mm. exported it as a JPEG. Here you go. Oh, this is already going to be better. I think it's going to come up how we want it. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it just showed up in the chat. <laughs> would you like to describe the picture oh yes our listeners oh yes so what we got here is the beautiful part of the lawn um outside of the hospital um with those great just electrifying letter yard signs that says we are healthcare." and i just want to point out because i'm pedantic like this they have 
the little symbol next to the we uh, of the We Are Healthcare, correct? Uh-huh. And what symbol is that? Can you tell? That's the, what is it now? The like Moses thing or the Hermes? No, that's or what the is it? rod of, her- <laughs> it's the staff of staff Hermes. Staff of Hermes with the serpents and, around it, right. And what should it be for healthcare? Didn't it get switched to something else? It should be the rod of Asclepius, right. which is the stick with a single, single snake. Single snake. So this has the double the snake. winged staff with the double snake is the staff of Hermes, right. which is not... Hermes was not a god of medicine. He was a god of messengers. Right. Now, granted, this has been so misused for so long that the staff of Hermes is now widely associated with medicine. But being the pedant that I am, it always angers me when people use the staff of Hermes and what they really wanted was the rod of Asclepius. <laughs> and so already they have me a little triggered by using the staff of Hermes. Already. But please continue. And, th- and then, of course, we have a, a gorgeous graphic of a stethoscope on the other side of the R and the we are. We got some sparkly silver balloons, but of course, it's just like the, the yard sign version some stars trying to make it all, you know, fancy. But then we have the best part, which is what I'm guessing is your hand. That would be my um, left hand. Left hand flipping off the <laughs> sign. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Because that was just how I felt walking in on that Monday morning. So here's the deal. We've got these signs out there, which purportedly are supposed to help us feel like people care. And then we had, so what we had is we had a couple days, we had a snack cart where administrators of varying levels would trundle along either over on the floor or they did make it over to our clinic Mm. and they'd come rolling through and they would hand out treats to everybody, even when you said you didn't want a treat. And so maybe the way I described it when they gave me a bag of popcorn anyway, even when I was like, I don't want anything. Thank you. Is I said to my nurses that they came by and they refused to respect my autonomy, but whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> you will have this popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <Take it. laughs> I'm like, come on. Anyway. So, So they did that. They did. You could go down to the mezzanine area and get like Italian sodas they were making one day. You could go down. There was another day where they were making bagels. They partnered with the real theater in town. You know, the real theater, Mm -hmm. the I've never set foot in it, but it's (laughs) it's like it's like the. The real theater is the theater that movies go to die in Pocatello, <laughs> right? They get released right. in the in the AMC theater, and then eventually when they've completed their run and nobody's interested in them anymore, then they, then go, to they the go to the real theater. Right. And so they had a bunch of different movies at the real theater that you could go and you could watch for free, but they also made sure that it was posted everywhere that that concessions were not included, right. which I don't, I don't blame the theater at all for that because – we all know that that concessions is where theaters make the vast majority of their money. And so I don't begrudge them being like, well, we're not giving you the actual part that makes us money for free. So no shade whatsoever on the theater. (laughs) Just, just getting that out there. I mean, one day they had a a paper airplane contest where you could go and throw paper airplanes. Paper airplanes. Nice. And then of course there was, um, 
there were a couple emails from the CEO and from administration and stuff. So why did I flip off the sign? What do you think? What I think from hearing you talk about issues in healthcare for a long time and talking about stuff on this podcast for a while, probably... And seeing it yourself. And seeing it myself in my own job (laughs) is that it is just to... It is just a front for administration to say, we care about our healthcare workers, but of course doesn't actually do anything to fix the main issues in healthcare. So it seems like they're cheering you on, but of course you know that they're not really cheering you on. That is what I think. I think you're spot on. (laughs) And the term I like to use for this is virtue signaling. So this is administration saying, look how much we care about you. We're going to do all these things, but you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to hire enough people so that you're not getting your handed to you on a regular basis. Right. And we're not going to pay people enough to help take a little bit of the sting about getting their butts absolutely kicked on a constant basis. And we're going to expect you to work more, but take away, oh, for example, some of the bonuses of to try and and take some of the sting out of asking you to work more and do away with things that, you know, let's see if we're doing away with, oh, say a mandatory on call, then we can do away with all the bonuses associated with said mandatory on call. And since it's no longer mandatory and there's no bonuses associated with it now, We're asking people to come in and fill in because we don't have enough staff, Mm -hmm. but they're not getting paid any extra or any of those incentives to try and do it. Mm -hmm. And for those who are listening, Aubrey and I are doing this over Zoom and Aubrey is making some (laughs) knowing faces because I'm describing something that has happened to her at her organization. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like it's not rocket science. There are easy ways to tell your healthcare workers that you care. Mm-hmm. And that is to support them. Right. Pay them decent. Yes. Give them bonuses and extra things like that when they're picking up extra shifts, when they're working more than they normally would. Hire enough staff and make sure that your postings are competitively, uh, that the wages are competitive to attract people so that you can have enough staff. And, and, you know, I had a meeting, I met with our CEO last week and, uh, you know, he was talking about, and, and look, here's the thing. Are they getting travelers? Yeah. We've got a bunch of travelers in our organization and travelers are hella expensive. It's stupid, mm-hmm. but this is just what this is called fair market value. So fair market value for a traveler is more than someone who's just working full time at your organization. And you don't want the lawyers to get their knickers in a bunch. And so you make sure you're, that you're paying people at fair market value, but that means that you're paying the travelers more, but you know what? A traveler has zero incentive to be engaged and to really be keyed in and part of this organization. I had an episode, I think it was early last week where I was going to put in a stent for the general surgeons for a trauma case of theirs. They called me at 10 o'clock in the morning, said it's probably going around two. 
at 2.30, they sent me a text and said, hey, they're turning the room over. Usually turnover time is about 20 to 30 minutes. So I'm like, cool, by three, we should be doing this, which is great because I need to pick up your brother and I got to get this and I got to get him home because we had a high honors banquet to go to and all of these things. At 3.52, the nurse, who was a traveler, mm -hmm. finally got the patient down from the ICU. An hour and 26 minutes after they were turning the room over for the case. And so administration goes, oh, but look, look at what we're doing. We're paying for travelers to come and fill in these positions that we haven't hired. So we're making sure we have enough people, but they're not doing it in a way that gets us good people who are engaged, who are part of our organization and who give a crap. Was it like a, was it an OR nurse or was it like the floor yeah. nurse? No, this was the OR wow. nurse who was a traveler. Wow. And so... I just, I look at this and it's like the signs, they don't mean anything. And not only do they not mean anything, they're being put up in the face of so many other things that I find them. It's a good thing I can pause and pull that <laughs> silence out when I just sneezed. Anyway, um, they're not doing the work to actually support us. Right. And yet they throw up these things and they bring snack carts and they do this and they make a deal with a theater in town and they do all these things for one week so that they can be like, oh my gosh, look how much we care about you. We are so virtuous. You are our, you know, we, we rely on you. We, could, we couldn't be here without you, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be there without us. If you didn't have, for example, doctors, you have no hospital. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have nurses, you'd be... Up said creek without a paddle. I mean, if you didn't have the aides that help the nurses, if you didn't have the food service people who are feeding the patients and feeding the workers, mm -hmm. if you didn't have the facilities people who are making sure that everything's working, if you didn't have the IT people, if you didn't have the housekeeping people, I mean, like it's all, it's everybody. I'm not saying that, you know, it's just us or it's just... But, but that's the thing is it's everybody mm -hmm. everywhere without them, the whole machine completely falls apart right. and we're flying paper airplanes. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Cause I mean the same, obviously the same thing happens at my hospital and it's all very like, like I'm very close with my management. Cause a lot of the times they help on the floor. Like if we're in real pinch, the chargers will text management management and be like, come in your scrubs because we need help. <laughs> and they'll yeah. step right in onto the floor and, and help whoever needs help, which is great. I love our management, our unit management. But when it comes to like the like administration, top of the hospital people who are like controlling when we have mandatory on call shifts and what the incentives we have for the mandatory on call shifts. Like, like you just said, it was ridiculous because... We are supposed to stop having our mandatory on-call shifts at the start of the schedule period, which I can't remember when it was, sometime in April, and they were like, it's going to be great. We are meeting our staffing quotas or whatever. We won't, like, it looks like we were, like, floating staff to other units because we are over nurses and over techs. Like, we're able to help other units. This is great. We don't need to have mocks anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... 
the same week we end mocks is the same week that mocks are still getting called in. The last of the mocks are still getting called in. We're still being asked to pick up extras every day. We're getting texts from the Chargener's phone begging us to pick up extras. We're down two or three nurses a shift. We're down texts like no other. Like, we're asked to pick up all of these extras, but there's no big incentive for it. The incentive is like the lowest that the incentive could possibly be. It's like barely more than regular. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so ridiculous because like I'm just part-time. So in order for me to like actually be able to like live, I do need to pick up extras mostly. It just gives me more flexibility to be able to do it when I want to rather than being full-time every week. Um, So of course I'm picking up extras, but I'm like, I'm getting less and less money, but we're still worse and worse staffed. Like, there's points where we're going, like, like 16 patients don't have a tech because either we have so many one-to-ones or we're just low on staff. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so then the nurses suffer because they don't have help from the techs. And then, of course, we're low nurses. So, like, the charge nurse has been having to take a patient quite a bit. Almost every single shift I've worked for the last two weeks has had the charge nurse taking a patient, which is, one, so dangerous because they can't be there all the time for their patient right they need to be able to taking be taken care of the entire other unit they have to deal with any other issues that is on the unit they can't really focus on their one kid so then whoever else is on that pod basically has a four patient assignment because they're trying to pick up what the chargers can't do yeah and like that's not okay when we have very high acuity patients on our floor right now like it's just ridiculous and then of course they're like well, we're meeting our staffing quotas and they're like hiring so many people. They're hiring so many new techs, but (sighs) hopefully no one from my unit is listening to this right now, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) We do (laughs) not have very good new techs. I have had to like, like, (sighs) like you were saying, if the job posting is like a competitive, competitive enough, eye-catching job posting so a lot of people are applying you can filter through the bad people who are applying and select actually good hires if you have enough people applying one of them's got to be good it's just it's just probability it's just statistics (laughs) one of them's got to be good yeah but if it's not that good of a job posting you're not or you're not like having the pay be very high or whatever you're going to get a bunch of randos and then you're going to want to meet your hiring quota. So you're just hiring people. Every single person you're interviewing, you're hiring, which I have to orient those hires. So that is a waste of staff for me. That's a waste of me as a whole human who has to go orient that person. And most of the time, like there's been so many instances where I'm like, this is not a person I want working on this floor right now. Like there's been so many shifts where it's kind of like, sometimes it's too early to tell. Like you get them on their like first or second shift and they've never touched a patient before. So obviously it's like, give them some time to get up to speed and everything. But there'll be people who have had to like add orientation shifts and I still would not trust them to touch a patient like with my life. And at that point, it's exhausting for me. It's exhausting for the nurses. It's exhausting for management because they're putting all this money in to orient this person who's not even that good. And then there's been so many instances where they have a patient fall or they do something like 
take report from an ER nurse, but they're a tech, so that's out of their scope of practice. They don't even know what half the words mean, and then, you know, cause issue after issue. Yeah, that's crazy. Just, like, stupid things that I'm like, if we just thought a little bit more about who we're hiring, would be great. And it just goes back to the very, like, very basic thing where it feels like administration is just, like, meet your hiring numbers, meet all these numbers, numbers, whatever, to try and, like, make it look like, like you said, like, virtue signaling, look like, oh, we met our hiring quota, we're doing great, like, the unit's going to be great and set because we have all these people hired, but it's, like, the people who've been there for years and years are not actually getting paid enough and we're still getting asked to pick up extra shifts and we're exhausting all this time to train people who probably shouldn't be at the job in the first place. Yeah. It's bonkers. I don't know. You know, and I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I'm not going to pretend and say I have a solution, but I think that there are some easy things. Again, it's, I often come back to, uh, and, and I don't know if it still is this way, So if not, somebody, please feel free to correct me. But when you go to Walmart to shop, Mm -hmm. it is a miserable experience. (laughs) I mean, it just is. And I'm glad Walmart is there because it's a great place when, you know, you need to get stuff. But, But I don't think anybody enjoys going to Walmart. No. The people who work there look miserable. It's, and if you need help, God bless you, you're screwed. (laughs) And there's a huge, like a super high turnover rate. Mm -hmm. Compare that to a place like Costco where, you know, I've been going to Costco here for 11 years and there are people who have been working there that entire 11 years and have been working there before then. And they're helpful and they're generally fairly positive because they're being taken care of by the organization Mm -hmm. and the organization, the leadership of the organization recognizes that in the long run, this isn't in a month to month, quarter to quarter situation, but in the years to years, if you pay your people more and you make sure that they have good benefits and you incentivize them to give a crap about their workplace. They perform better. They stay there longer. So you're not having to constantly post jobs, hire jobs, train people, get them certified. If it's, you know, I mean, if it's something that requires a certification in healthcare or that sort of thing, you're making sure they're certified or that it's up to date, this, that, and the other. So in the long run, you save money Mm -hmm. when you treat your people well. And at least in my experience, healthcare seems so dead set against recognizing that. that there's this idea that, well, we can always hire more people, which newsflash, you can't. There is a healthcare worker shortage. And there has been, there is, and because of all of these problems, there will continue to be so. Mm-hmm. And so, no, you do not have the luxury of being able to say, well, we'll just hire somebody else. Because there isn't that somebody else out there. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand why they don't seem to get it. And I know that there's so many different parts about healthcare leadership that I don't understand. And that's fine. But simple things like, hey, treat our people well. Treat them like humans. 
pay them decently for the job that they're doing for you and you will keep them. That isn't rocket science. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. The final thing I wanted to mention about virtue signaling, and this is another aspect of it, but it's one that I think we both experienced. Aubrey, would you please tell us when did you stop wearing mandatory masks at your job? Hmm. Oh man, March of this year. So two months ago. Ah, so three years after this whole global pandemic started. Indeed. How long after organizations such as the CDC said you needed to continue wearing masks was that? Do you know? I do not know. Enlighten me. It was many, many, many months. <laughs> long time ago. We were the same way. I think the official thing went out. Maybe it was close to the end of last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had been at like extremely low numbers, low enough that we weren't even reporting them or anything like that Mm -hmm. for the better part of a year. And yet still, it was like, oh no, we need to wear that. You would see clinics owned or operated by other organizations in town knowing that we were still making people wear masks. They would advertise on their billboards outside their place of work. Masks not required. Uh. (laughs) But at my organization, we're still there. We're like, hot diggity dang. There's no good reason, but we're going to tell you you still have to wear a mask. And it was stupid. It was virtue signaling. It was us trying to advertise to others around us. Oh, look how virtuous and wonderful we are that we are still having people wear masks when there's no reason to even consider doing it. Mm -hmm. It's just another symptom of people in the, in the, the leadership positions and making decisions, not making decisions based on either evidence or what is best for our patients, for our workers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's them just saying, well, we just want to look, we want to appear as though we care. And, it's maddening. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I mean, we've worn masks all the way to literally like two months ago. It still is like jarring for me to not wear a mask sometimes, like when I walk around. And I mean, I still wear my mask sometimes just if I'm in a pod with like a really sick kid and then like a really tiny baby. But sure. it's not for COVID reasons. Like I, if I'm ever, we haven't seen COVID in on at least our unit in a really long time. Kids with, like, huge respiratory distress, it's not COVID. But, like, it seemed very silly that, like, it it really seemed like it was just, oh, we still wear masks because we're, I don't know, whatever, high and mighty or whatever. But it was kind of ridiculous. Three years after the original, like, that's kind of, I don't know, seemed extra to me. (laughs) I agree. I agree. It was extra. So, so the long and short of this, I think maybe we can sum this up and say, Hey, take care of each other. Look out for the people that you work with, because you know what? Administration sure as heck isn't. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to look out for and take care of each other Mm -hmm. because we are just resources to be mined by those who are in charge. Yep. (laughs) And on that lovely little note. (laughs) Let's wrap up this episode. 
of generations uh, with the plan that we are going to be more regular going forward and Indeed. get one of these out on a monthly basis. Uh, so again, if anybody has any feedback, if you want to tell me all the ways in which I am wrong, please direct your emails to feedback at, oh gosh, I need to change it. It's probably still feedback at middleofmedicine.com. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think I've updated that that particular address lately. So for now, feedback at themiddleofmedicine.com. Tell me all the reasons I'm wrong. I welcome it. I would love to be educated. Uh, and until next time, thanks for uh, catching up, Aubrey. It was good. Absolutely. See ya. See ya.